Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sunship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun Jr., and we want to continue talking on our September Focus Moments, talking for our guide to newborns, our guide to newborns. And today, we want to talk about accountability. Everyone is called to be accountable to someone. Everyone is accountable to someone. He said that the body is one of which who? Jesus Christ is the head. So if the body is one and Christ is the head, if I take this pinky off this hand and just isolate it, go know what's going to happen? That pinky's going to turn black and die. It's called necrosis. Why? Because it's not receiving the necessary nutrients and blood supply to sustain life and also is disconnected from its purpose. So to be disconnected from your purpose and disconnected from Christ, who is your life, is to be in a state of death. It's a state of death. Okay. But let's look at uh, Philippians chapter two. So we're going to talk about accountability today. Philippians chapter two, verse 12, it says this. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which doeth, I'm sorry, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now listen, listen. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, that could easily be understood as I need to do all of this by myself. Now, if you domesticate that scripture like that, yeah, you could be like, well, I got to work out. I got to do it all by myself. But God didn't design the body that way. And nor did he design your growth or your maturity in Christ that way. Yes, there's going to be times when you're going to be fasting and praying and that relationship between you and God is strengthened personally. But we're called to be totally dependent on God, interdependent on each other because we can't do it alone. We weren't designed to do it alone. Not only did we need grace, but we also need each other because even God said that I see that man should not be alone for I will create a help meet with him, a help meet for him. Okay, so we all have to be accountable to someone. Okay, and that accountability is good. It's good because it helps protect you and also to help show you where you're going right and also when you're doing something that is wrong. And let me tell you how, how he gives you accountability. Everybody turn over to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. And we're going to start, and we're going to look at verse number 17. It says this, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Let's take this very slowly. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Who is it then 
that has the rule over us. Okay, it's leadership. It's our spiritual fathers. It's our pastors. It's our apostles, our prophets. It's the leaders within the body of Christ. But in particular, the reason I, I started off with spiritual fathers first is because Paul had an amazing word to the church at Corinth because they were dealing with a lot of divisions within the church of Corinth. Everybody turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. We're at 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 14. I want you to read the words very slowly. I want you to hear the language that Paul uses when he's speaking to the church. He says this, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. Stop. I say don't read fast. As my beloved sons. So if Paul is calling the church at Corinth his sons, who is Paul then? If he's a son, if they are sons, then he's the father. He's the spiritual father to the son, to those people there at Corinth. Let's prove it. For though I for though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. So he's telling them like Church of Corinth, you got 10,000 instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. See, the body of Christ is actually governed by fathers, by spiritual fathers. Hebrews chapter 1 said, in diverse man in sundry times and in diverse manners, the Lord spoke to what? The fathers by the prophets. Who did he speak to? Who were the heads of the families? Fathers, when you're born again, the Bible says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. So when you're born again, you're born as what? A newborn babe. Babies are born into families. The parents of the family, the parents of that child help do what? Nurture the child by giving the adequate food. The adequate nutrients for the physical body to grow, but also establish the identity of that child. What's one of the first things we teach our children? Mama, dada. And if you're the man, you were trying to get dada first. <laughs> you know, mom, no, 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 say mama, say mama, no, 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 say dada, dada. And it, it's it's all fun and games, y'all. It's all fun and games. But um, we we solidify the identity of that child. Well, guess what? A spiritual father does the exact same thing. What is the milk of the word? It's the elementary doctrines of Christ. Hebrews chapter 6. The six elementary doctrines. Repentance from dead works. Faith toward God. Doctrine of baptisms. Land all of hands. Resurrection of the dead. And what? Eternal judgment. All six right there. Those are the first. Those are the, the foundational principles of the doctrine of Christ. All six right there. So we have to give the newborn babes this uh, foundation. And then on top of that, we don't just tell them that they're sinners saved by grace. No, we call them by who God sees them as. And they are sons. We say, no, you're a son of God. You are a son of God. 
all these sad names that we got, but we got awesome names like saint, son, citizen, king, priest, royal priesthood, holy nation. We got all these wonderful names that God has given us, and we don't we 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 like the the, the bad ones. We like, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. <laughs> You're a son. You're a son. That's who you are. All right. That's why he gives you spiritual fathers. And their responsibility is this. Please hear me. Their responsibility is to help you in your maturity to transition from being led by your soul to being led by the mind of Christ. Let me say it one more time. The major goal that they have in maturing you in Christ is to help you make the transition from being led by your soul to being led by the spirit. That's why they're called to watch for your souls. They don't watch over your spirit. Don't the spirit don't need watching over because that's where Holy Spirit is. That's where the mind of Christ is. No. They are called to help you transition from being led by that soul to putting it under the rule of the spirit. So the place where you've been before you were um, saved, you were what? Being led by the carnal mind. You were, you were under the, the kingdom of darkness. Now you're under the kingdom of his dear son. You're under the kingdom of God. Now God's got to reform your mind. You got to be transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect, what? Will of God. That's why the first elementary doctrine is what? Repentance. That's the first elementary doctrine is repentance. Change your mind. Spiritual fathers help children change their minds. Guess what? Our job as natural parents is to help train our children to navigate their emotions. Why? To help them to know what they're feeling or help them to explain what they're feeling and whether what they're feeling is absolutely uh, based on reality or is it being a, or is it based on manipulation or could it be an enemy speaking to the child trying to make the child believe something that's not true. But it's our job as parents as we watch for our children's soul to do what? To help them navigate their emotions. Spiritual fathers do the same thing for the spiritual sons under their care. But see, he says what? Go back to Hebrews chapter 13. Go right back to Hebrews chapter 13. Because I want to read that, that scripture in its entirety. Now he says what? He says, obey them. Here we go. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Now, submission is a nasty little word in the body of Christ. I don't know why, but submission is a good word because you know what submission does? Submission not only positions you to receive grace, it positions you to receive the favor and the blessings of God, but you know what it also does? It protects you. It protects you. That's why it says that the head of every woman is the man. The head of the man is Christ. The head of Christ is God. Now, for so many people, their understanding of submission 
has been marred by a false uh, a false uh, definition of submission. Submission and um, and oppression are not the same thing. To be submitted in the kingdom is to position you for protection, but also for blessings and grace. The Bible says this, that he gives much grace to the humble. Those who are humbled shall be exalted, and those who are exalted shall be abased. Those who are prideful, they'll be brought down. Okay? So it's very important that we understand that we need to submit to those who God has given the rule over us because it's their responsibility to help bring you up and mature you as a son. He's telling you this now. Listen to me. He's telling you to submit to them. Now, they know the responsibility. And let me tell you, the weight of caring for sons of God, knowing that your heavenly father is going to judge you and hold you accountable is a great responsibility. But I also find it to be an honor to serve the sons of God within my own very own spiritual household. It's an honor. But it's a mantle that you must take extremely serious because he says that the teachers are held double accountable. But watch this because he tells you to submit to them. And I this is why you got to read scripture all the way to the end because there's a seems like there's a back door in there that God says, don't forget about this. So watch this. He says, and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls. Okay, they watch for your souls as they must give an account. All right, so far we, we're doing okay. They must give an account. The spiritual father, spiritual parents must give an account for how they matured you. Sorry about that. Uh, how they matured you and how they taught you and brought you up in the things of Christ. They must give an account. Now, let's keep reading. It says this, that they may do it with joy. So when they get ready to get before God and give an account, that account should be filled with joy, knowing that you submitted to the rule that God had given them, the authority and the grace that you had given them. And guess what? You were able to fulfill your destiny. You were able to walk in the things of God. You were able to do the will of your heavenly father. He says that you may do it with joy. Watch this last part. And not with grief. What happens if they have to give it with grief? God says this. For that is unprofitable for you. See, he see. <laughs> if you read that, you almost think God, he's sticking strictly with the spiritual parents or those that have the rule. But he says, no, no, that they may give that report to me with joy, not with grief. Because if they have to give it with grief, that's unprofitable for you. God holds you accountable for not submitting to authority. And let me tell you something. In the Bible, let me tell you something. God does not play about rebelling against authority. Woo! I'm going to tell you something. Those are swift rebellions that met with that was met with death. Okay? It was met with death when they rebelled against God sitting authority. Just just a few. Korah, if you have never heard the name Korah, Korah was one of the uh, children of Israel that while Moses was up on the mountain, he led them in building the golden calf at the base of the mountain of God. 
And when God heard, he says, Moses, get down from the mountain for I hear the voice of them that sing. And Korah led them in taking the gold and everything out of their ears and everything and building this golden calf at the base of the mountain of God. And 3,000 people were killed for that, including Korah. God does not tolerate uh, uh, not submitting to authority. Even Miriam, Moses' sister, grumbled against him. Moses was younger than Miriam. Miriam grumbled against Moses and was struck with leprosy by God. Absalom, while King David sat on the throne, was trying to take the hearts of the people to be a judge amongst them and circumvent the authority of David. Absalom, dead. Death. Adonijah tried to take the throne from Solomon. Guess what happened? Death. God does not tolerate uh, rebellion against sitting authority. That's why he tells you what? Obey them that have the rule over you. Because the rule that, that they have is not of themselves. It's God-graced rule. And they understand the responsibility that they have to help bring you to maturity. And if they do that with joy and they do that with love in the spirit of Christ, you should submit to that rule. Obey that rule. Obey the chastening and some of the, the correction that will come with that relationship. Because it's profitable for you then. Because it helps mature you as a son. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 4. Though he is a, though they are, though he is a son and Lord of all, he's still a servant. Because he's under governors and tutors until the appointed time of the father. What does that mean? He says, look, as a son, when you're young and you don't know, God ain't going to give you the, the, the power and the authority and the things of the kingdom at a young age because you'll use it immaturely. That's why you're under governors and tutors. Those governors and tutors are those spiritual parents that help bring you to maturity until the appointed time of the Father that you can operate in those giftings responsibly. We're all called to be accountable to somebody. I'm accountable not only just to my spiritual father, but I also have brothers that I ask to, for a little extra accountability. Um, you know, if I feel like I'm Maybe I'm missing something here. Or they have the right to come and rebuke me. Because look, I know they're doing it out of love. I know they're doing it um, because they care. And guess what? I received that. I received that from them. And so I urge you to please obey your pastor. Uh, be respectful and honorable to those who have the rule over you. Obey them, receive the word of grace that God has given them to help build you up and establish you as a son that will ultimately give you an inheritance in the kingdom and know that their responsibility is to help you make that, that shift from being led from the soul to being led by the spirit. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.